Hey, are you into werewolves, mad scientists, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Wait. Are you saying what I think you're saying? What did you just say? Is that allowed? Finally didn't Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you bought that t-shirt that reads, Trump the bitch, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Friday, August 19th, 2016, Season of the Bitch edition of the show, where we talk about how awful it's going to be when Hillary's elected. No, not for you, but for the women who have to put up with your shit. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Old Man Winter's Ghost Rental. Are you the owner of a theme park, movie theater, dilapidated mansion, or other venue you would like to sell but aren't allowed? Then Old Man Winters can help. Our staff of professionally trained haunts, monsters, and devils will quote, haunt, unquote, your business or home and drive away any pesky do-gooders keeping you from realizing your dreams. From Ape Men to the Wax Phantom and the 10,000 Volt Ghost, Old Man Winters Ghost Rental has your haunting covered. Use the promo code MEDDLINGKIDS at checkout and receive a bonus monster of your choice at no charge. When the mask comes off, it's always Old Man Winters. During the break, I was watching on CNN. They have three women there discussing how offended they are uh, that Trump said that Hillary always plays the women card. And I got, can you, Mr. Sturdy, can you see three men on TV discussing how offended they are that some female candidate had said something about men or this. It just, it just, it just doesn't happen. Now here we have three women up there going on and on and on about how offended they were that Trump accused Hillary of playing the woman, which she does. She plays the woman. She plays whatever card she's got. She played victim card. You name it. I think I can speak for the entire office. What I tell you. Go fuck yourself. Hillary Clinton will be the next president of the United States. So you better get used to the idea. And this means incredible changes for America. Now, I'm not just talking about the mandatory gay marriage for everyone, the confiscation of every firearm, and of course the placing of good, everyday, God-fearing Christians in FEMA concentration camps. And real No, I mean, we all know about that. Or at least those of us who've been attending the secret meetings in the basements of the New York Times do. No, 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 the big changes in America coming first will be men can finally say all the mean and hateful things we want about women completely free of recrimination. Glorious. Glorious. Man, it's gonna be something. Once Hillary finally becomes president, we can use words like bitch and cunt all we want because a woman is finally president. And if there's one thing we learned during the Obama administration, it's that once a member of a traditionally oppressed people or class becomes the president, we are free to be as hateful, as racist, or misogynist as we want. Can I get a hell yeah! yeah! Gone will be the days when women were allowed to be all offended when we said something they didn't like. 
Once Hillary becomes president, we can just chalk it all up to being politically correct and cut loose. Because when you become president, you lose all rights to point out the insidious harassment, hate, vilification, objectification you experience on a daily basis because there's a woman in the White House. Shit, women are actually lucky. At least cops aren't killing you just for being women. So, you know, I guess what I'm saying is... Stop being such a little bitch. You know what's actually horrifying? Everything I just said will be seriously repeated the second Hillary takes the oath of office. Shit, the second the election results come in. Hell, what am I talking about? People are saying and doing that now. Uh, the O is blocking, so it appears that she is standing in front of the C word. Right. Did you think about that in church when just you tweeted offered, it out? That's just offered up without commentary. I just That was just put yeah, up there. You, was know what it, you know what it meant when you tweeted it out. I just put it, it up there. I you, guess you I'm can... asking, you know, you're writing your speech in church. You talk about religion coming back, coming back to this country and us right. having a moral barometer. Where was your moral compass when you put a photo of a woman that you disagree with politically, and that's right. fine. But would Tamara, you, you can look at that? it any way you want. I, it's, it's the word yeah. count. That's what she's standing in front of. I just put it up yeah. there. It's, okay. I, there's no commentary attached yeah. to it. I didn't call her anything. And the fact that you question my, my faith no, by I'm not, saying I'm, I'm putting up a picture you, yeah. is I'm just not asking, nice. What, what you- oh, Chachi, why? I mean, I could see Bob Loblaw, but not Chachi. It's no wonder Joni dumped your lame ass. And if you think that misogyny is bad today, oh, ladies, women, just wait. It's gonna get so much worse. Because this whole election is just an exercise in graduate-level douchebag, and the Professor Emeritus of Douchebaggery is teaching a highly advanced class in overt misogyny. You know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever, but uh, she was... uh... I mean, what the Trumpentologists lack in subtlety and good taste, they more than make up for it in sheer enthusiasm and vitriol. I mean, leaving aside the locker-up chance, the real excitement of the Trump campaign is right there in the merchandising, merchandising, where the real money from the movie is made. And pod friends, the cheap Chinese imports they purport to hate are everywhere at a Trump rally. All touting slogans and saying stuff that is so bad even 1998 Andrew Dice Clay would step from and go, Oh, no, you can't say that about a woman. Whether it's Trump the Tramp or Trump that bitch, the t-shirts, the pins, the bumper stickers all fly off the shelves. And another popular item is the Hillary Sucks But not like Monica shirt. You don't even try to hide it. No, no, they don't. Unlike her opponents during the primary. You might remember them, the... The Bernie Bros. Don't. They hate that. Sorry. I I know you do. And to be fair, a lot of good and decent dudes got tarred with that epithet when they really didn't do anything to deserve it. I believe if you're going to hang a derogatory appellation on someone, they should at least be acting like the dick they are to deserve it. So not every Sanders supporter went down the sexist path, but fuck me, a lot of them did. The longer the campaign stretched, and as the end became more apparent... The more strident of the supporters, the actual Bernie bros, gave up any pretense of discussing issues and just went straight to sexism to express their disgust. No one who went on social media could miss it, not even on puppybook.com, for God's sakes. Puppies, why did you have to spoil puppybook? 
Now, I want you to think about how bad that was and how bad our current election is and realize how much worse it's going to get. You need some proof? Let me give you Australia. Now, when most people think Australia, I guess they probably go straight to Paul Hogan. America, you look like you need a holiday, a fair income holiday. In the land of wonder, the land down under. Translation for millennials. Paul Hogan was a popular Australian comedian and actor in the mid-1980s, famous for his Crocodile Dundee movies, where he played an out-of-place Australian in America. He did a series of tourism commercials for Australia. And Australia and America have a lot in common. British colonies who came and damn near wiped out their indigenous populations on both their continents. A deep-seated problem with racism and a prodigious consumption of grilled meats. And that's from Australia. Oh, let's put another shrimp on There are some distinct differences, however. Oz is more progressive in a lot of ways. Smarter, too. Like when they had the largest mass shooting in history that killed a whole bunch of kids, they got rid of their guns like any sane country would do. They also elected a woman to their highest political office. I, I believe the title is actually the Ed Yaba, the Never Never. Australia, 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 we love you, I guess we would call it the Prime Minister. Anyway, they made Julia Gillard the Prime Minister in 2010. She's a good Sheila, Bruce, and not at all stuck up. It it didn't go well for Julia. As a member of the Liberal Labour Party, where she served as a Minister of Parliament and the Prime Minister, she put forward some very progressive policies and was met with significant pushback from the conservative Liberal Democrat Party. God, I'm so confused. Okay, look, in Australia, the Labour Party is a social Democrats, think Bernie Sanders, and the Liberal Party is conservative. They're somewhere between George W. Bush and Rand Paul. Anyway, Gillard's policies were fairly popular with the folks down under, so they did what conservatives do when faced with popular policies. They ran against her gender rather than those policies. And they were not even close to being subtle about it. During a fundraising dinner for the opposition party, the Julia Gillard Kentucky Fried Quail was at the top of the menu, comprising of, and I am quoting, a little breast, two large thighs, and a big red box. I should note that Miss Gillard is a redhead. And this was just one of a long list of overtly sexist attacks on Gillard. Members of Parliament openly referred to her as a bitch during interviews. Some right-wing media attacks on Gillard make rush-fucking-limbaugh sound like the voice of reason and compassion until, finally, she was pushed from office by her own party. Then, Julia Gillard delivered such a damning speech on the floor of Parliament, and to the faces of the men who tormented her, it is widely regarded as one of the most bold political speeches against the patriarchy in modern times. And then, of course, I was offended too by the sexism, by the misogyny of the leader of the opposition, Cat calling across this table at me as I sit here as Prime Minister. If the Prime Minister wants to, politically speaking, make an honest woman of herself, something that would never have been said to any man sitting in this chair. I have to wonder if Hillary won't have to slide that into a state of the union in the near future, because I actually think she will. 
Because America is so much more assholic than Oz. Partially because we have so many more assholes and therefore that much more ass that we have to have holes for. But just as a culture, our sexism is mm, just so piquant. I mean, this is a country where men went... Are you out of your shitting mind? Because someone remade Ghostbusters with women as the protagonist. I just don't get why you're being so fucking childish. Grown fucking men whine, and I say this ironically, like little bitches over their quote, ruined childhoods, unquote. Assholes. Do you know what ruins childhoods? Growing up, you stupid motherfucker. That's what ruins childhoods. Because someone remakes a movie from your childhood, it doesn't erase the original movie. We are not taping over a goddamn VHS cassette here. Translation for millennials. A VHS cassette was a medium for recording television and movies in the 1980s and early 1990s. They could be reused. Frequently, one party would accidentally erase content another party wished to view prior to their viewing. It got so bad that the worst offenders literally ganged up on the star, one of the stars of the movie, Leslie Jones, on Twitter and managed to transcend simple douchebaggery into full-blown fucktardery with the misogyny and racism. Hey, you got your chocolate in my peanut butter! You got butter. peanut butter in my chocolate! What? what? Over what? A movie most of them didn't even see? Their only beef with the gender of the person starring in the movie, and I guarantee you that if Ryan Reynolds, Paul Rode, and Seth Rogen starred in this movie, it would have been the most cum-inducing mega-blockbuster of the year. Apparently, the ghost that needed busting in the movie is the whiny man-babies just right there in their tiny little fucking grape-like nuts. Is the male ego so fragile that it just can't deal with women moving in traditionally male spaces like imaginary ghost busting or political power. I mean, just this week, a dude had a fucking meltdown on Facebook and Twitter. You know, I'm beginning to see a pattern there. Maybe if we just turned off the fucking internet, a lot of this bullshit would go back to what it was in the good old days. Just men sitting around pathetically surrounded by other men, sullenly spewing their vitriol at each other, and no one else had to hear it. Now, because some jack-off has a Twitter account and a modicum of fame because he does something that someone thinks is somewhat important, and all of a sudden he thinks he has a, quote, responsibility, unquote, to speak his mind on shit that has nothing to do with him. This guy, a comedian I've never heard of, which means he's pretty much a middle-tier fucknut whose minuscule amount of importance has lofted him straight to the middle heights of basic table TV writer... Which is where aspiring comedians go when they aren't funny enough to have their own show. Of course, those even less funny host their own podcast, which no one's listened to. And yes, for the record, I would give my left nut and both kidneys, fuck it, I can do dialysis, to be a writer on a basic cable TV show. Hashtag honesty. Kurt Metzger, a comedian you've never heard of, and the reason you are hearing him now is the reason that you won't hear of him again a real soon, is or was a comedian and writer for the Inside Amy Schumer Show. Kurt opened his mouth and said some real offensive shit in the worst possible way. 
BT Dub, one can say offensive shit in the right way. You are, after all, listening to me on this podcast. But Metzger decided to unload on what he called an internet witch hunt and social justice warriors. You know, there is no situation that cannot be made worse than with the phrase social justice warriors. It seems a fellow comedian Aaron Glazer was barred from a comedy venue after he was accused of rape. And Metzger's screed wasn't even so much a defense of Glazier, but against the accusations, which were anonymous and rapidly devolved from that point to outright hate. You know, buddy, when you change your Twitter profile to read proud cuck and rape apologist, you've just lost the moral high ground, okay? Metzger, who has a history of his own when it comes to dealing with women who disagree with him in a mature and responsible way, by which I mean he attacks and demeans them like an eight-year-old whose sister has stolen his He-Man. But the Daily Dot has a video interview with Mr. Sunshine where he denies the existence of a rape culture in America because, you know, we don't have armies of child soldiers raping women in villages. And then, in basically one breath, not five minutes later, admits that it exists. Which, like, you know when they say rape culture? Because that's like a, a thing you hear. Yeah. We don't have that here. That's such... I mean, just if you think that, you're such a fucking privileged asshole to think you live in America and there's a rape culture and you're a piece of shit, you'll probably never be raped here. You. Four minutes later, in the same interview... Listen, these people don't get funny, so they, they, they want you to live in their fucking world. Because what happens is a couple comics that are funny say some political things that resonate with some fucking dipshit. And by the way, I know a lot of rape victims, just see, so like, and in comedy... A lot of people have been victims of abuse and like right. no one I know that was victimized has any problem with any joke I, they've ever heard. Yeah. None of them are like, excuse me, sir, I was raped and I, not one of them. Yeah. You know what, Kurt? You just fucking admit we all know that's the entire proof that there's a rape culture. You fucking tiny pricked little moron. And of course, this has involved current big thing Amy Schumer, whom I like as a comedian and respect because she's been a strong voice for women, and she's associated by proxy with this because Metzger works for her, or worked for her. And to be frank, Amy... Come on, you're blowing it, dude. Look, you don't own Metzger's bullshit and shouldn't have to apologize for him, but this is now overshadowing your own book launch. Just get out of it by saying something along the lines of, there's a right way and a wrong way to address these issues, and, and Kurt clearly chose the wrong way. He's crossed a line, and I'm saddened and angered at his behavior. It's bullshit you're getting flack for this, but then this has been the gist of this entire episode, hasn't it? Some woman's got to apologize for some shit some man did that she's remotely associated with. <coughs> Hillary! Because we got to talk about Juanita Broadwick and her allegations against Bill Clinton right now. People are asking questions about what and who to believe without, by the way, calling Broderick a liar, without questioning her motives and without making aspersions on her character and motives. These are people with actual adult jobs and careers and reputations. So calling a potential rape victim a lying slag is probably not something we're going to hear John Dickerson say on Face the Nation. For those of you who do not know or have forgotten Juanita Broderick, she was part of Bill Clinton's sordid sexual past. She claims she was raped in 1978 by the then Arkansas Attorney General William Jefferson Clinton. 
Her claims have long been in the public sphere, but a BuzzFeed News article brought them forward again in the context of a long public conversation about rape accusations and, of course, the campaign. Broderick further claimed that she was intimidated by Hillary Clinton to maintain her silence, though by even Broderick's own description of the event, it leaves something that just doesn't add up for that part of it. Now, do I personally think Juanita Broderick was sexually assaulted by Bill Clinton? Yeah, I actually do. Do I believe Hillary Clinton threatened her to keep silent? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, I don't see any evidence to support it, but maybe she did. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. Do I think we have to have a serious discussion about the allegation without victim blaming or sexism? Well, yeah, I do. I think that we should actually, this should be the conversation we are having. But I'm not sure the rest of the country thinks the same way. Because what I do know is conservatives seem to be willing to jump on this claim because it suits their narrative, but remain steadfastly silent on the issue when it doesn't suit their political purposes. Men always seem to want to use women and their issues to promote their own agendas and then don't really give much thought to how it impacts women. You can expect every single indiscretion of Bill Clinton to be brought up over and over again, even though they are only tangentially related to Hillary. It's a subtle misogyny that places the sins of the man on the shoulders of the woman for political convenience and expediency, and one which will only get worse as Clinton's presidency goes on. It is a horrible thing for me to say, but for a Hillary Clinton presidency... The best thing that could be, how can I phrase this, would be the passing of thoroughly natural causes of the previous President Clinton. But hey, look, it's not all bad news. I mean, I got great news for you women right now. Pew released a research study this way this week that says sexism is solved. No, 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 wait, let me read that again. No, it says that most American men think that sexism has been solved. According to the article I read in Slate, 56% of American men think that obstacles that made it harder for women to get ahead are largely gone. Well, fuck me. I guess I just wasted 22 minutes of, Amer of America's time here, didn't I? After all, it seems that despite everything that I've just said... Everything's coming up Millhouse! Look, I'm not a capital F feminist. I'm just a dude who believes in the fundamental right of all persons not to live with the kind of shit that I know limit women live with. It bothers me deeply to think that electing Hillary... Oh, look, we finally came back around to the topic that we started with... will actually make matters worse. And this is in no way an indictment of Hillary... The problem isn't women here, and I know a lot of you X-chromosome carriers feel as though women are part of some mysterious cabal controlling things from behind the scenes, using their feminine wiles to distract you while they amass power to put all of you and me in a cybernetic extermination machine. Or that at least is what they're saying over at the Red Pill. Do not go to the Red Pill! Fuck me. How pathetic are men? How small and weak are we that we cannot stand the thought of sharing the world with women as equals? I know you've never gotten a blowjob, Jimmy, 
But that's because you're a disgusting little troll with bad skin and a noticeable crotch funk. No woman is ever going to go down on you unless you take a fucking bath once in a while, do something about that acne, and for the love of Christ, shave that thing you're calling a beard. It looks like the fringe around a goat's ass. Gamer gators, rabid puppies, red pillars, men's rights activists, and Donald fucking Trump are just the openly asholic portion of this problem. It's the great morass in the middle. All the dudes out there who can't seem to step up and look another man in the eye and say, Hey, you know, Ed, you're being a real fucking asshole. Why don't you stop being such a shit to women? Because that doesn't happen, does it? The only time most men seem to stir is when it comes to their daughters. Their daughters. They don't want their little girl treated badly. They will stand up to pervs, assholes, and douchebags for their daughters, read their property. But you know what? In just a few years, they'll be standing next to their daughters, staring at her friend's tits, and making jokes to their buddies that, hey, if you know job was just a few years younger, I'd be tapping that shit right now. You know guy talk. This isn't to say that you cannot have a legitimate disagreement with women, or you must bow down before Hillary is queen of America, but you can make it about her not being a woman. In fact, anytime you disagree with a woman, all you really need to do is make it about the thing you are disagreeing with, not the gender of the person with whom you disagree. You are an adult. I mean, technically. But you're not going to do that. Men don't do that. We're too busy worrying about being falsely accused of rape and complaining about not being at the top of the heap at the office because that bitch in human resources made you attend that stupid class when you cupped Brenda's ass at the copier. That fucking cunt Hillary's fault, isn't it? Wasn't like that before she got elected. We all should have listened to the Donald, like I said, like he says now on Trump TV. Let's go have a beer and sit down and watch Ditch the Bitch, the Clinton cover-up continues, with your host, Donald J. Trump. You know, like the old cancer ad says, you've come a long way, baby. Sadly, while you were coming all this way, men were busy hitching up the trailer and driving the world another 20 miles down the road. And the time will come when women will achieve unfettered equality in the world, but we're going to have to put up with a lot of dick weasels between now and then. Now maybe we can put them in FEMA camps or cybernetic extermination machines first, or, you know, we could just start teaching little boys that women are human early, like in first grade... I mean, whatever is easiest. I I don't know. I'm just throwing out ideas here. That is it for our show this week. It was a tough show to write. And since we had to lay off most of the script writing monkeys because they wrote a story about Peter Thiel, I've been carrying the script writing duties all on my shoulder as well as being the dulcet voice of this show. I've been trying to convince Gavin to pick up some of the slack but he's been sulking since last week when I smacked him with a rolled-up copy of Dragon Magazine. Put a crease in issue number 37, and that really made him cry because I had a unicorn on the cover. 
If you would like to keep the unicorn on the cover of this show, you can do that by leaving us a ratings on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you're like Gavin, a virgin, and want the unicorn to come to you, start by following us at the hell underscore podcast on Twitter or the show name on Facebook and SoundCloud. All of the shows are at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. We would like to say, for me, Dave Bledsoe, producer Gavin the Virgin, and all the other fictional people on this show, we just need to say, look out your window. All the dicks you see are finding new ways of pricks to be. It's strange. Well, not that strange. They got to scratch every itch, respond to every twitch. They're always throwing fits it must be the season of the bitch see you all next week Over his shoulder